Howdy, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jake. This is the Toxin Crocs podcast. I am your host. We have Stacy on the line as one of our guest, our uh, co-hosts. We have my wife Shawnee over here as another co-host. Hey, hey. We are hello. We are recording at my house, and Stacy, of course, like I just said, is on the line. How is everybody doing today? Hmm. Today. Good. Little. Today, I'm tired, but it's been a good day. Good. <laughs> what about you? That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, personally, I'm doing all right. Had a had a day at work, busy day, which is fine. I like busy days. Well, I don't, I don't like hard days, but I like, I like busy days. Makes a day go by quick. I'm kind of happy that we're finally back recording a podcast episode. Yeah, it's been what three weeks? Easily. Can you hear yourself in your headset? Like that. Yes. Why? Because yours thing isn't pushed all the way in. <laughs> the jack. I just noticed. Oh no, I can hear it. it okay. We're good. How you doing, Stacy? I'm doing good. Doing good. Awesome. What's new with yep. everybody since we haven't talked for like three weeks? <laughs> so many uh, things happen in three weeks. You guys want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You can go first. You can go first. <laughs> okay. Well, we went and got brief. So now we have three cats and a dog. <laughs> when you see Bruce, and... do you go, hello, Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, uh, he is fitting in very well. The girls are acclimating. They're still trying to figure out how to play with him. It's like they forget after not seeing him for a while how to play with him. So it's it's awkward. I'm gonna paw at you. He you're then he's gonna paw at them, and then one of them will hiss because they get a little bit uncomfortable. It's it's just funny. Oh yeah. So our dog. It's is... entertaining walking around behind the couch and p trying to play with a water bottle. So I apologize for the noise. I think she's bored with me right now. Yeah. She's like, you are home. <laughs> we are supposed to spend time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. So we got Bruce. <laughs> You're good. Yep. Yep. And what'd you say Not his full Bruce. name was? Detective Bruce Barnacles. There we go. <laughs> and Detective Bruce Barnacles. The, the, yeah, the kids the kids named him that, and he's named Detective Bruce Barnacles because he's named after Batman. Because you know Bruce Wayne okay. is Batman, and he Batman's a detective. So um, we we ordered a tag for him, and I'll I'll send a copy of it in the Discord so you guys can see it. But it's a bat cat. It's it's great. It's like the bat symbol, but it's got it's got a cat head, and you can tell the body's like a cat's body, and then a cat tail on it. Nice. That's awesome. That sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah. I was looking for just like a bat symbol for for his tag, mm -hmm. but um, I couldn't find a bat symbol. And we always order our uh, pet tags from Dog Tag Art. Uh, dot com because they are the best tags. They're like twenty dollars, but hmm. the the name does not rub off. Even if you have a metal tag that rubs against it, it does not come off of it. Nice. So uh, 
Yeah, and they look great. Like, Lilith still has her original tag. Hers is the first one that we bought, and we've had her since 2019. And hers still looks just like it did when we bought it. So, um, yeah, I'll find that and send it. But I, I love their tags. They're great. They're a little expensive, but they last. Yeah. The, the, tag, the tags that we had for Esther were, like, the standard engraved tag that you get from, like, the pet store. And those never lasted. No. They do not. They would, the, the name would wear off just by rubbing up against their license, or their pet license or their rabies tag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll share. Yeah. So. Unfortunately, our dogs are farm dogs, and they go out and they get into all sorts of nonsense. So mm-hmm. we don't – they don't have any kind of collar or tag or anything normally. Mm-hmm. Unless we're yeah. purposely like taking them to town or something. Yeah. Then they mm-hmm. get the, if they get clothes, then that's what I call <laughs> their uh, their collars. It's their clothes or a harness. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. There we go. Well, anything there else? Go. There's. Oh, you said something. Yeah, there, uh, there's the, the tag. That's what it looks like, so you guys can see it. Oh, Shawnee's going to have to open up her Discord on her phone. There it is. It just came through. My phone's still being used as a camera currently. Oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Let me see, hon. Oh, there you go. That's awesome. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Let's see if we can... <laughs> I think the camera got that. Yeah. Pause it and zoom in if you didn't see it if you're watching the video. Yeah, you can pause it real fast and zoom on in. <laughs> Anything else fun and exciting new with you guys? Uh well, we are on uh Friday we're gonna go to the Valentine Banquet at uh Emmanuel Fellowship, which that'll be fun. Um and I'm joining the worship team. So I'm kind of excited about that. That's awesome. What role will you play? Yeah. Um, I'm going to do background vocals, at least starting. I don't know if I'll do any lead stuff. I haven't done lead vocals in, like, I don't know, 15, 20 years. So That's awesome. I'm, I didn't I'm even comfortable know you with background sing. vocals so at this cool. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I used to do a lot of choir stuff in uh, in high school, and when I led youth ministry, I I was in the choir at that church too. And uh, when I did uh, the youth VBS, I always led all the songs, but we I was leading them to like music videos, so I didn't have to do anything, yeah. you know, Fair crazy. <laughs> but yeah, but it. it was it was fun. That's awesome. Yeah, Shawnee and I are choir nerds from high school. Huh. She yeah. did it in college a little oh, bit, too. Oh, fun. Yeah. That's fun. one of my more favorite things in high school was doing the choir, so. Yeah. Yeah. What I hated. Yep. That uh, you, you composers out there, listen up. <clears throat> Make the guy parts more interesting. For them to sing. <laughs> they are so boring <laughs> all the time. We're just going to sing monotone notes while the girls going to do their whole ah, stuff. <laughs> Real annoying. 
And the only song we ever did that was specifically made for men <laughs> was We Are the Men of the Chorus. And still, they keep that pretty uh, monotone for the basses and baritones. <laughs> just just one of my, pet I don't know, pet, not, I don't know if it's a pet peeve. Uh, Annoyance from high school, was that? <laughs> yeah. You're going to get back there, do the background do vocals. They're going to be like, praise Jesus. You're going to go, praise Jesus. <laughs> 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 Now, funny thing about that, we were, um, Shawnee, you didn't get to see this because you weren't able to go, but uh, this past Sunday at uh, Iglesias Ebenezer, when we were there, they are doing all the sound stuff and lights, getting that all ready. Well, they're sitting there, like, strobing all the lights on the stage, trying to get things working for them because they were having sound and light issues. Oh. <laughs> and Zach was sitting there, and I'm talking to him, like, oh, we're going to rave for Jesus. <laughs> so just there, like funny. straight up strobe lights like crazy oh and it's my just God. all the different colors fog machine was rolling it's like rave for jesus <laughs> that's funny i th- i had a thought the other day that i think would be hilarious is if there was like a guest band that showed up for um church to do the the worship but but, but no one told anybody that they were like a heavy metal Christian group. Oh my gosh. Oh I my think, gosh. I think it would be hilarious to have that guitar and drum just all start going. Oh. <laughs> I think you would have certain people in the congregation that would be like, what is this? That's amazing. And other people would be like, I'm never coming back. <laughs> you get me. Let's mosh pit for Jesus. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Frank. That'd be hilarious, in. but it. Probably probably wouldn't go over very well. Yeah, no, probably not, but it'd be, be fun. A, <laughs> oh, it'd be hilarious. Decent amount of people in the congregation that would probably be like, what were you thinking? Frank comes in, punches somebody. Yeah! I don't think he would do that. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious, though. You have such a vivid imagination. I, I just, I just want that sometime. Rock concert, <laughs> rock concert movement number one. The fist bump. Sorry, uh, blue man group <laughs> popped in my head. Um, just a rock That's concert funny. at church sometime would be awesome. Do it at a conference, a thing for the youth. You know what I mean? Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. It might go yeah. over there. Maybe. You know what? You know what? I got an idea for my pickup. I'm gonna build a box. We're going to put two 12-inch subs in it and then a bunch of like little 6 by 9 speakers, amplifier it out, and have it to where you can put it in the back of the pickup and plug it into batteries. I'm just going to go to parking lots and just jam out. To what kind of music? A little Christian rock. Christian rock. A lot of Creed, you know. <laughs> a lot of Creed, you know, with Homs, right <laughs> <laughs> Oh, That's fun. Yeah, I was jamming out to Creed earlier today at work. Working on a machine, head banging, bobbing up and down. Hmm. I love Creed. I cannot listen to music at work because I'm the type that will like dance and sing along and stuff. And it's just like, I can't help it. So I don't, I don't listen to it at work. If I do, somebody will catch me trying to sing quietly. And I'm like, there's no such thing as singing quietly. See, I really don't care who sees, and I'll still sing. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I don't want to be disruptive because it's in an office environment is a lot quieter oh, than. We'll just in entertain Europe. everybody. 
<laughs> than out on the floor at, in a manufacturing facility. They can still facility. hear me. Still hear me and see me. Right, but it's probably not quite as distracting. Well, it was enough that the one time I'm sitting there jamming out, I, I forget who I was listening to, maybe to- Toby Mac or something. And I'm sitting there smiling, having a good time, dancing to it while I'm working on something. And a gal, gal comes up to me and goes, it's nice to see you smiling once in a while. It's like, do I do I not <laughs> smile? <laughs> Am I scary looking? That's funny. She's like, nice to see you not That's mad. Funny. <laughs> not mad. Oh boy. Like I'm usually not mad. I normally have a song just going like crazy in my head. <laughs> That's funny. Oh gosh. Well, for us, um, the biggest thing that's new is our dog, Molly, we found out has diabetes. Yep. Oh. Yeah, we found that out on Friday. Yep. That's a bummer. She's, I don't know, she's been... Super lethargic. Kind of going downhill for a while, and we took her in to the vet, what, six months ago? That was like four months ago. And they did testing and said, no, she doesn't have diabetes, even though a lot of her symptoms kind of pointed to that. And they didn't give us any direction on how to pursue, like, what is it then if it's not? And so we weren't uh-huh. we weren't happy about it. So we, we just were at home and tried to modify her diet and everything. And she just kept getting worse and worse. And it was just really... Yeah, she was starting to go downhill pretty quick. And um, one night, I don't know if you would call this a prophetic dream or not, but it was something that just really opened up my eyes. Um, I had a nightmare that a snake had gotten into our house and had attacked her and bit her like five times on her stomach. And she was like slowly dying. And I woke up just sobbing. And that, like, this was just as Jake was leaving the house, so. Yeah, so I felt horrible. I'm like, honey, I got I got to leave. I'm, I'm going to be late for work. I have no vacation. I'm sorry. I'm like, I know, I know, it's fine. So I got, <laughs> I got down on the floor with her, and I was, like, petting her and, like, giving her hugs. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I don't know what's wrong with you. I can't fix you. And I hadn't gotten that up close to her and taken that close of a look at like how bad her condition had gotten and i was like we need to do something so we we found a different vet yeah we went to a different vet we just like we're not taking you back to the place that wasn't listening to us and they missed some things in the first place anyway that we had to point out to them like no something else is going on like oh yeah that is how do we miss that it's like yeah we're not going back to you so we went somewhere yep so we went somewhere else i took them in that took her in after work. They did some tests and all that, and she turns out she's a diabetic now. And it was really, really high. Yeah, it was like she had a blood sugar of like five hundred and twenty-four or something. And wow, he said they're supposed to be like between seventy to one hundred and forty, like kind of humans are. And now she's behind yeah. the couch barking at something. Oh, she's behind the couch barking right now. Do you hear her? Are you barking, Molly? <laughs> or she's giving us her two cents of the whole well, situation. Yeah, <laughs> she keeps hearing her name probably. <laughs> uh, well, the vet tech though loved her and said during her whole exam she wanted belly rubs. Yeah, she's like, oh, you're just here to give me belly rubs. <laughs> she's one of the sweetest dogs you will ever meet. 
She also copied me with a knee injury and oh, tore yeah. her knee up. And She was maybe two yep. when she got a surgery on her knee to replace a ligament. So she has an artificial ligament in one of her knees. Oh, wow. And she's 10 now? Yeah, I can't believe it. I thought she was eight. <laughs> Blows my mind. Yes. No, so she's had that artificial ligament for eight years. Yep. I'm surprised they don't replace that every now and again, but she's getting to the point in age where they're probably not even thinking about surgery at all for her if they don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess... There was other things that have happened in the past three weeks, right? Things that were not quite so dire. I'm lost. Um, If you're going to talk about my hunting, I'm going to bring that up later. Oh. (laughs) i got some plan honey you didn't inform me of your plan nope (laughs) surprise i got some plan (laughs) um Uh, we had a baby shower that was fun yes it was because right now we are at 35 weeks holy cow yeah so five more weeks to go Oh my gosh! She could really, she could be here any day. Yeah, you just keep that evil on uh, away. I don't want, I don't want her showing up early. I've got a financial plan, uh-huh. and she needs to follow it. Good luck with that. <laughs> daughters are real great with listening to their dad's financial plans. Um, <laughs> speaking from experience here. <laughs> Since you are her daughter, yeah, right? <laughs> you is one. Um, but yeah, no, it was good, and it was dinosaur themed. I'm actually wearing the T-shirt that I wore then. It says "Coming Soon," and it says there's like tech check boxes or whatever. It's boy, girl, and the bottom one is dinosaur with the tech check mark next to dinosaur. So oh, we're expecting cute. a little dino any day now. <laughs> I don't think we really took any <laughs> pictures there. We should have put pictures up on Facebook or something. Oh, we should have. Um, we still can. It was a good time, though. Yeah. Yep. That was the day that you went and got Bruce, so unfortunately you couldn't be there. But yeah, yeah that yeah that was the first good weather weekend that we had. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. That January was weird. January sucked. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, it really sucked uh, for me. I forgot I, I forgot we're in February mm-hmm. already. Yeah. Yeah, one week yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was crazy. I, I told you guys, I think, at least I think I told you guys what my prayer was in December. I kept saying, God, don't let it snow until we get moved. Then you can let yeah. it snow as much as you want. Oh, I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Look what you God did. took me literally, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he saved and all then, of the snow for one time. <laughs> it's like, yeah. get what you yeah. get. <laughs> yeah, well, and then, then Proclam p- prayed for that blizzard that we got. What? Proclam? He wanted it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he did. He prayed for it. That sounds like uh, something Zach would do. Well, Zach's always yeah. praying for snow. He loves snow. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. So I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take credit for the blizzard, but right. <laughs> man. I mean, yeah, we God had, took me literally when I'm like, you can let it snow as much as you want after we get moved. 
did um I can't remember in our last recording had the pipes burst in the church yet or it had, was that they had not no, they no. Had not. okay so that's news no. too I'm gonna call that a crappy. Yeah. That's a that's a collective crappy. That's a collective crappy. It, yep. it looks like it burst yeah. in like five places in two different pipes, and the water heater. Yeah, yeah water yeah. heater had to get re- redone, and all the flooring is tore up. They're trying to figure out what to do there. Clearing the legacy room, they're talking about they might have to tear down the sound booth now because the water got underneath the yeah. bed. Yeah, there's no ventilation there at all. Right. So apparently, there's a yeah. Smell. And it's not going away because oh, it's no. coming from under there. Yeah, if that's yeah. molding, we got to get that out because that could turn into black mold real quick, and that's yeah. not good to breathe in. Bad news. Yeah. Bad news bears. I've been following. I've been following the progress on Facebook. It looks terrible. What happened? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's looking better, but oh man. I told Holly, I'm like, well, people shouldn't have been complaining that we have an old carpet and need a new one because now it's happening no matter what. Yeah. That made it happen. Well, they might not even get carpet because we were being told like uh, the quotes for carpet was coming out to like, what, what near 100K or something? Just to carpet that gymnasium wow. area. So that's just nuts. I can't believe how expensive it is. Yeah. So they're looking at other wow. options. Like, what else can we do? Yeah, and there are some people that are wow. like totally for like, yeah, let's get hardwood or let's do concrete floors and we'll just get cloth covered chairs or something to deaden the noise. And I'm, 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 I don't know. I'm sitting here thinking like, what about during the kids camps when kids are running everywhere and will inevitably fall? Yeah. What happens mm-hmm. then? Do we just buy wrestling yeah. mats and cover the entire gymnasium with wrestling mats? <laughs> Sorry, not gymnasium, the uh, sanctuary. It was it was kind of a gymnasium before. Yeah, I mean, that's the shape it was, and it had basketball hoops and still has basketball hoops. Yeah. When when I taught preschool, some of the preschool rooms had um, – no, it wasn't when I was teaching preschool. It was at the church. The, the nursery had those uh, foam tiles yeah. that you, you yeah. can actually, like, build with. Mm-hmm. Yep. They used those. For flooring in the nursery. Yeah, I've looked at those. I've I've got some of that downstairs, and with all my weight equipment, mm-hmm. my little weight yeah. that I don't yeah, it use. Was, <laughs> yeah, it was like that, but it wasn't the heavy duty stuff like like they use in weight rooms. It was like right. the pastel colored soft foam, but it worked great because when the kids fell, they didn't get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably I'd probably figure out a way to get hurt on accident somehow, one way or another. <laughs> He's very good at it. <laughs> Talented, skilled, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> okay, That's so funny. was that kind of our collective happy crappies, <laughs> for the most part? I think for the most part, I, I'll say my my uh, crappy is just that Chris has been working a lot of night shifts. Yeah. So that's kind of crappy. But since I'm working at home mostly, I do actually get to see him. So it's not like we're ships passing in the night, but I'm not getting to spend my evenings with him. I'm mostly working and, you know, yeah. get to see him during the day while I'm working. Do you foresee so. his schedule changing in the future? Uh, he's trying to get that worked out. There have been some changes at his job 
um, some people, somebody in upper management is no longer there. So they're, they, like his schedule started to settle down. He got some more day shifts and had some nights and some days with two days off. But then this other thing happened and like his schedule kind of shifted again. So mm, I think right. it's kind of growing pains at this point. So. Sure. I remember working night shift and I didn't like how I didn't see you at all, Shawnee, for the yeah. longest time. No. It was like a whole year I didn't really get to see you. Yeah, that was... Because my days off, you were working. <laughs> so it's like, I'm just at home. Well, actually, I went around and hung out with David all the time. Yeah. That was like my booze cruising days when I was a young 20-year-old <laughs> making bad choices. 21. Well, in my 20s. 22? I don't even yeah. know, to be honest with you. I was <laughs> old enough I could buy alcohol. <laughs> so more than but, Yeah, well, Chris Chris and I did that when we first got married, too. We ended up working opposite shifts, and then his shift, then his job started being days, and then mine started being nights. It was terrible. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. That's but this isn't as bad, because I can at least see him during the day. I can have lunch with him while I'm working, you know. Yeah. So it's not it's not so bad, but uh, I'll be happy when we can get his schedule to kind of settle down, and then, then we can have our evenings again, or at yeah. least some of our evenings. Yeah. But he's got the whole day off on Friday, so... Yay. Yay! We're gonna go to the Valentine banquet and stuff, so oh, that'll fun. be fun. That's awesome. Are you gonna take yeah. part of Friday off too? Uh, probably not. But I only work till five, and I'll you know he'll be home all day, so yeah. So you'll still be together. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, yeah, we'll still be together. So. But yeah, that that would be. My crappy and my happy was going to get Bruce. So yeah, yay! <laughs> I think for January, my my crappy is all the snow mm-hmm. <clears throat> and how many times I had to dig, <laughs> and how many times I had to dig us out because I couldn't get the yeah. skids, couldn't get the skid steer running. So there was the one time I dug out that driveway by freaking shovel. That was what almost an eighth mm-hmm. of a mile I had to dig out, and it was about three foot deep the whole way, just hard packed snow. Mm-hmm. Made me really late for work, but my boss, he let me uh, switch times, so that worked out for me. Yeah, that was the night that I couldn't even make it home. I was stuck at, in Aurora. Yeah. I stayed the night at my grandma's. Well, that's the crazy part. Our neighbor, he showed up with a skid steer, dug a path into our house, because like, we still got dogs and all that in there. It's like either somebody helps us, or I walk to the house through the blizzard where you can't even see. Yeah, and it was it was it was white yeah. out conditions. It was we already waist deep drifts. Oh yeah, it was waist deep. We had a white squall conditions going on, so it's like it would have been really sketchy walking to the house, even just that not even a quarter mile driveway, almost a quarter mile. Yeah, yeah, it's not a quarter mile. Shawnee, I measured on Google Maps. It's almost a quarter mile. <laughs> I'm telling you. You got to show me. I need proof. I will later. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, that, that would have been real sketch if I tried to do that. So our got all of our neighbor. He showed up with a skid steer and just went ham on all that and got it all out. And it's like, no way is all, all that snow going to be blown right back in in the morning before I get up for work. 
came in, took like a three hour nap, got up to go out there to try to get the skid steer going so I can maybe clear it to drive out. Couldn't get the skid steer going at all. Spent hours trying to do that and said, screw it. You know what? I'm going to go dig it out. While I'm out there digging it out, we had the county maintainer, a couple payloaders and some skid steers all drove by, all looked right at me. It's like, it is negative (laughs) nine degrees outside and y'all can't just turn this way for 30 seconds and plow right through this. Yeah, that was disappointing. But in the whole ordeal, when I got done, I was all sitting there going, you know what? Thank you, God, for giving me the strength and the ability to do this. <laughs> it's like, that's all I could do. You know, yeah. look at the bad situation and look at the good that actually came out of it and could come from it. And just, you know, thank you. And thank you for it not blowing anymore while yeah. I was out there. Surprised I didn't get frostbite yeah. from the whole, whole ordeal. I was in all of my hunting gear trying to stay as warm as possible mm-hmm. without sweating. That was the hardest part. Once you start sweating in that kind of cold, that's not good. Yeah. And there was no one at home with you. Nope. But <laughs> your dog showed up as I got done pushing snow, though. She's like, oh, hey, I can walk out here now. I guess I could come hang out with you. Oh. <laughs> she didn't know who I was at first, though. Oh, what? Because I was wearing all orange, and the dog's kind of can't see that color real well so she probably just saw like this brown monster standing there <laughs> i turned and looked at her and she saw eyes and it was kind of like oh my gosh then i decided to show her my face because i had everything all covered up besides my eyes so i had to show her my That's face funny. so she knew who i was <laughs> she's the That's deaf funny. one so she couldn't have heard like oh you sound like my person yeah <laughs> And I know she can't yeah. smell me because all my hunting gear keeps all that the scent in. So there's no way yeah. she's smelling me. <laughs> Poor thing. Yep, and I went to work all day that day. I went to work too after I got everything dug out. Yeah. I showed up at work when I normally get off work. Yeah. And then I worked all my hours. Yeah. Yeah, all in all, right. that cold and everything was not a lot of fun. Ronan no. had five yeah. snow days. Lucky duck. Yeah, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to work from home when I need to. So I was able to stay at home with him. So we didn't have to worry about like whether my little Toyota Camry could make it out of the driveway or not. Um. Some of those days, even when the skid steer wasn't starting, Jake was able to bust through some of the drifts with the his truck. truck. Oh, yeah. Which is fortunate. Dodge Ram 2500 coming turbo diesel. And even with our um, skid steer problems that we've been having, we are fortunate enough to have a good neighbor that we could call on who came and helped. And my dad came over and helped one day with his Yeah, he got to scoop us out once. And so there's other solutions. There's people we can rely on. And God has put these wonderful people in our lives and we're so thankful. Yep. That's awesome. And thankfully, I was able to get the skid steer going on that day that I was blowing from the other direction. <laughs> I'm blowing all the snow from the, from the what, the south? 
Yeah, from the blowing it all from the south from the cornfield and was refilling everything in. It's like ah, I am getting the skid steer going, and digging out the foot pedals, <laughs> and I'm building a wall of snow. Yeah, and I got it done. Darn it, God, God gave me some ideas to get my foot pedals free, and it was windshield washer fluid. <laughs> I don't, no. know, I don't know why I thought of that, but they said negative 30 on the fluid. I'm like, it's only negative 10. Let's go. <laughs> Let's try this out. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. Uh, windchill was negative 30. Yeah, that's pretty cold. And then I ran out of diesel most on like 10 feet left of that drift I was digging out. So your dad had to rescue us again and bring diesel over. Yep, he did. <laughs> he brought us some diesel. <sighs> It, it was a it was a wonderful time in January. It was an ordeal. It was an adventure. <laughs> We're going on an adventure. An adventure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was supposed to take a computer out during all of that. Oh, and mercy. yeah, my boss won't let me drive if the roads are bad or if Good. Uh, the wind chills too low when when i told him i was planning on taking the computer out after after the snow was gone and when when the wind chill was like still low he's like make sure it's at least 20 degrees before you try to drive because that wind chill is way too low i don't want you getting stranded out there and i was like okay <laughs> all right there you go well, <laughs> at least you know yeah. it cares mm -hmm. oh yeah <clears throat> yeah Sorry for the yeah. Long cough. He was he he was like, yeah, no, you're not going out if it's that. I mean, I wasn't going to go out until it was a little bit warmer anyway. But he was like, okay, you can go out because the day I told him I was going to go out, he's like, okay, it's supposed to be at least twenty degrees that day. It'd be okay. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Heck, there were times we were colder than the Arctic was. Mm-hmm. This past year. Oh yeah, colder than the Antarctic too. Yeah, colder than the Antarctic, but. Give it to them that they are in their summer month. The Antarctic is the, their summer months, but we were still warmer than them. So suck it. Colder, colder, <laughs> colder. We are colder. Sorry, we're warmer than them now. Yeah, yes. <laughs> it's like fall, spring, or something going on right now. Maybe <laughs> February is doing some identity stealing of uh, April. <laughs> Just so I'm okay with that. It was awful for the temperatures in January. It was really cold. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you you found a question or two to kind of po plop in here for fun. Plop. <laughs> I oh yeah. I've got I've got a couple of interesting ones. Okay. All right. Let's see. I gotta get, I gotta switch back to my document. Okay. Let's see. Here it is. If all jobs had the same pays and the same hour hours, what what job would you like to have? So if you could do anything and get paid for it, what job would you like to have? If money was not the even you know, if driving it, factor. Even if it was like a self-employed thing? Yeah. yeah. Hmm. What have I always wanted to do? I know what my... Yeah, go ahead. I got to think on this one. So I know what I would I would want mine to be. I would want to travel around and teach people how to play board games. Oh, oh be that would awesome. be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, yeah. I would be part time artist, and I don't know. I don't know. Part time homesteader. Homesteader. Yeah. 
Huh. I don't know. Like, I just like the whole aspect of sustainable living. Well, yeah. I mean, we're trying to do that now as it is. And it's hard. It's much more difficult than TV shows make it seem. Well, the problem oh, is yeah. time. We do not. We're, oh, yeah. We're not home during the optimal mm-hmm. homesteading. Hours. Work hours. <laughs> yeah. We're going to go plant food yeah. in the dark. Basically, it's what it feels like. Or you can only work on the weekends. Oh, look at these weeds. <laughs> yeah. 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 That kind of stuff is a full-time job. I used yeah. to take care of my grandma's garden when she she wanted to grow, you know, flowers and roses and all that stuff. And it was a lot of work. It was yeah. every day. Yeah. And that was just flowers. That's not... Right. You know, other stuff that actually takes more work. Like, I I would love to be able to devote the time truly needed to that kind of lifestyle. But working a full-time job and running, going to school and... A new baby showing up soon. Right, and like all of our other <clears throat> commitments that we have going on in the evenings... Um, it makes it really difficult to have a su- like, yeah. to be successful at that kind of stuff, and everything yeah. like home improvement wise, like DIY stuff that we want to do, takes mm-hmm. a lot longer than it would if we were able to devote the time to it that we would like mm-hmm. to. Yeah, the unfortunate thing about the way our modern society is, if if you have a job and you have to work a job, then you don't have the time to do all the other stuff that you want to do yeah. like that. Like if you want to do your home improvements and you want to bake bread and you want to grow vegetables and make your own butter or whatever. Right. Um, I would yeah. like to have a cow. Can't. <laughs> a cow? Maybe two. Like a dairy moo-moo? Like a dairy cow, yeah. I always said once Ronan's old enough, we're going to dairy cow and give him that chore. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I really don't think that's happening. Yeah, probably not. I'd love it. <laughs> I'd love to get chickens again, to be be honest. Mm. We had chickens, but I think we talked about that. We were a badger killed them. We talked about that on the podcast, I believe. Someday we'll have chickens again. Um, <clears throat> is that it then, Johnny? Yes, that's my answer. I think if I could get paid... To kind of motivate people and teach them leadership skills and decision making. That's what I would want to do. Because hmm. I find cool. I find too many people can't make the decision or a choice to do something. And the military helped me out a lot with that. And I think mm-hmm. I was kind of like already kind of good at doing that. Because, you know, I started working at the age of 12. <clears throat> so I was able to get that down. And, like, dealing with kind of helping take care of the house and all that stuff with my mom, who was disabled, couldn't do all the stuff that most people would be able to do. I was already on that route uh-huh. of getting that. But then the military really helped me out because at one point on the East Coast, I was in charge of over 400 people in training. So, like, I really learned how to be a leader, make decisions. And this is where I learned being a leader isn't technically, like, uh, you see out here, in most job fields anyway, where uh, mm-hmm. someone's a boss and they think that makes them a leader. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that doesn't make you a leader. You're just telling people what to no. do. 
A leader leads, yeah. a leader doesn't sit behind a desk like, hey, go do this. Yeah. And that was one thing that made a lot of people really liked me in my position because I, I, I had to figure out, okay, who was doing fire guard, who was doing desk duty, who was doing this task, this task, whatever. Most people before me mm-hmm. in that position never did all that other stuff, but I would put myself mm-hmm. on the on the list of doing all the different tasks. And even if I wasn't assigned to it, mm-hmm. I'd still go help people. And I'd always try to mm-hmm. motivate them by getting people laughing, you know, feeling camaraderie going. I think that's something that would be fun mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. But. Yeah. I there, can see it. There are a lot of businesses that could benefit from that. Because a lot of managers don't know how to manage. They don't, they, they think that they should just be bossing people around instead yeah. of actually jumping in and helping and being part of the team and, you know, teaching people how to do things but also pitching in and I mean, of course, when you're like a manager of a restaurant, you have paperwork and other stuff you have to do too, but um, you're supposed to jump in and work with your people and, you know, teach them and all of that. So yeah, there's a lot of businesses that could benefit from that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like when I was in that position on the East coast, this is in the service, by the way, I don't know if I said that, um, I still had all that paperwork and all that stuff to do too. So I'd stay up real late or wake up real early and then I'd have to get out there for morning mm-hmm. P, uh, PT and all that. Everybody's out there all like mm-hmm. dreading being w- awake at four o'clock in the morning, getting ready to exercise their little mm-hmm. hearts out. And I'd sit there and <laughs> this is, this is, I don't, this, this happened. And in the army, we have, we have a weird sense of humor, mm-hmm. but I'm a white guy from the Midwest. So I don't know how to dance. Right. So I, was, I went off a stereotypical thing where I'd get everybody at attention because like everybody was from the East Coast or so, somewhere where you, the culture's different from here, a lot different from here. So I'd get everybody at attention, have them stand at ease, and I'm in front of like 400-some people, and I would just go, white man dance, just start doing all this weird, stupid stuff and get everybody laughing. Just get everybody laughing. That's funny. It just made the whole morning workout go so much easier. Get everybody on yeah. one accord, woke up, laughing, having a good time. I don't know. Good times. Just one of my fun things I did. Yeah. And then I'd be on, take my pre-workout Jack 3D. They'd all be like, oh, Gaspar, he's all jacked up. He's hulking out. <laughs> <laughs> be jumping, <laughs> jumping around, doing push-ups, That's doing funny. stupid stuff. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, so I'd like I think I think you would call that kind of like motivational training, motivational speaker stuff. I think that's that yeah. that'd be kind of the yeah. job I'd want. Be like a leadership training, yeah, kind of deal. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like too many people think it's just numbers and telling people what to do, and that's not it. Right, delegating and micromanaging, or not being involved enough. I think a lot of managers need to learn how to not micromanage. Mm-hmm. Cause that brings the morale way down. Big time. Yeah. Yeah, with that feeling that you're not trusted to do your job mm-hmm. is hard. Because when you've proven over and over and over again that, yes, I can do my job and I can do it well. <laughs> being micromanaged and questioned at every little decision is kind of demeaning yeah mm-hmm. for sure 
<laughs> Sorry, that was loud. I apologize for everybody's ears that was listening to that. <laughs> um, what's your next question? If you could turn any activity into an Olympic Olympic sport, what would you have a good chance at winning a medal for? Oh gosh. Overthinking a situation. <laughs> <laughs> that's an awesome answer I would win hands down because <laughs> my brain's one of those brains where it's like okay so this could happen or this could happen or this could happen what is that person thinking what are they thinking what are they thinking what do they think about what I'm saying do I look okay am I doing this right is this correct that's all going on all the time am I getting fired today am I doing a good job yeah, that's always going on that's funny I wonder how they would judge something like that. <laughs> Have to somehow get inside your brain. Well, Elon yeah, Musk just put yeah. a, Elon Musk just put a chip in someone's brain, so that's hmm. that's coming pretty soon. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Mm. So uh, mine, I think, would have to be something incredibly silly. Let's think about that for a second. Because I had something, and then I completely forgot what it was. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Shawnee, do you know what yours would be? Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't think of anything, really, that I'm better at than anyone else. Or something that oh, you're really I know what. Okay, I know what mine should be. Rolling the wrong numbers on the dice. <laughs> <laughs> That's something I miss. It... Sorry, go on. Yeah. Yeah. Rolling wrong numbers on the dice. So tell me to roll high. Guess what? I'm going to roll low. Tell me to roll low. Guess what? I'm going to roll high. <laughs> because almost every time we play, that's what happens to me. Mm, gosh. Most of my rolls are that way. I could, w I could probably win a gold medal at rolling the wrong numbers on the dice. <laughs> and you use the same dice. So ridiculous. Yeah, yeah we, we haven't been gaming as much either. Um, just because his schedule has been mostly evenings. Yeah. yeah and are uh, super busy. Yeah, and our our Monday game, he's he's played it the last, I think, two weeks. We're going to move it to Tuesdays because I've been helping out with the, the youth group does their Bible study on Monday nights here. Yeah. So I've been helping out with that the last couple of weeks. The first couple of weeks in January, I, or well, first like three weeks in January, I was just trying to get the house unpacked. Yeah. So. You actually got your but, whole house unpacked? Well, most of it. We still have some boxes in the spare room, but we, we got a lot of stuff unpacked. We I, still have a few boxes in the living room. But, I find that really impressive. Yeah, most of it. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've been here like well, eight, eight years, years, and we're still <laughs> not totally unpacked. <laughs> we, we've got about as many boxes in the spare room as we did before we moved the before we packed because we had some that were in the spare room um and then we still have stuff in the garage that we're going to go through in the spring but yeah but we've got and we've got a few boxes <laughs> in the living room that are like 
old gaming consoles that we've got to decide where we're going to put them. But yeah, yeah, we we got most we got most of the stuff unpacked. We're about to the same. Well, probably better off than we were at the other place because we don't have as much junk as we did at the at the old place. Did you get rid of? We got rid of all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, we got rid of a lot of stuff that was in the garage. So yeah. it's it's amazing how much we got rid of before we moved here, yeah. and now we're like looking around, yeah. like why do we have so much stuff? <laughs> stuff is not the word I use, but yeah, I agree with that. Right. <laughs> why do we have so much crap? <laughs> well, and I'm looking, yeah, like, I can see an open closet from here, and I'm just like. We haven't touched anything that's on that shelf um, in seven years, so we can get rid of it all, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's like if you don't touch it, haven't touched it in a year, or thought about it, screw it, get rid of it. Mm. So maybe that's a project. <laughs> like we don't have enough yeah. projects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I had an advantage because I unpacked most of the stuff because Chris was working that first like week or two. He had so many hours um but since i was working at home when the phones weren't ringing i could sit here and unpack boxes oh that is so helpful yes so yeah yeah so i was if i was answering phones i was you know doing my server maintenance and waiting for windows updates to go through or not working with a customer when I was like in between things, I was just unpacking boxes and putting things away and organizing the board games. And there you go. Yeah. So yeah, I was multitasking to the extreme. So now that I'm like, don't have all that stuff to do today. I was just like, I, I don't have anything to do. <laughs> I got, got all my windows updates done. And I'm like, it's the phones were really quiet. I'm like, I guess I'm watching the phones, you know? So well, Shawnee, it's you weird. You still don't know what you'd be good at as an Olympic deal? Um, I'm the queen of clutter. <clears throat> as a husband, I'm not allowed to say anything. <clears throat> I'll stop it. It's because he's a smart man. Half the time. So, <laughs> so how would they judge that? You think they would give you a room and you'd have to make it cluttered? <laughs> no, I think they would... Um... <clears throat> They would g- give you a bunch of different random things and be like, organize this. <laughs> no, no, no. I, <laughs> I got it. They're going to give you a house, be like, hey, clean this one room <laughs> and see how well you can clean that one room because you're going to bounce to every other room in the house and you're going to yeah. be like, I didn't do anything today, but I did so much. I was like, I've been working all day, but you can't even tell. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's my ADD, whatever ADHD problem, where I'm, I am one of those people, like, you'll see TikToks about it where women, mostly, is what I've seen, um, they, like, start a task and it's like, oh, but I have to do this first, or oh, I could be doing this better by doing this at the same time, like, I'll go start a load of laundry, and then I'll do this, so I'm doing two things at once. Or, and it's like you're just bouncing all over from thing to thing to thing to thing from room to room, and it looks like you got nothing done all day, but you really did get a lot of halfway things done. (laughs) I do that a little bit, but mostly I just make a list and I go down the list. Yeah, oh. Because otherwise, I I love lists. Where do I start? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, I love lists, but my lists are 
Um, I think the last time I made a to-do list, it was 11 pages long. Um, oh, my god! So that in and of itself is like a mental purge. And then too overwhelming to revisit. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. No, mine are like six things. I'm like, okay, these are the six things I'm going to do today. Because mm. I, I, I can't, do I can't work. do. Yeah. I do, I do I'm that like, for I work. can't. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> At home. Yeah. See, I can't take everything that needs to be done and put it on a list because that overwhelms me. That just, I, I'm like, no, that's way too much. So I just, I put like six to 10 things on a list and I'm like, okay, that's my list for today. These are the things I have to accomplish today. Because mm-hmm. yeah, otherwise I would be insanely overwhelmed. Like my, when I was unpacking stuff, I was like, okay, day one, the first thing I'm going to do is unpack the bedroom. So then I worked on that for like 12 hours that day and got the bedroom unpa- completely unpacked. And I'm like, okay, we have one room we can sit in and we're <laughs> <laughs> not completely surrounded by boxes. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I did. I was like, okay, one room at a time. I did the the, the bedroom and then I did the uh, living room area of the kitchen, the dining room, kitchen or dining room, living room. Cause it's like one big room. Mm-hmm. And then I did the kitchen. So we had like individual things that got done one at a time. Cause yeah, I couldn't, it was, it was very overwhelming. Cause I was like, man, I've got to get the board games unpacked. I've got to get the shelves into the spare room, but there were so many boxes in the spare room. I couldn't even get the bookshelves into the spare room. Yeah. I was like, no. Mm. Yeah. It was just, it was too much. I had to just break it into smaller chunks because otherwise, yeah, I would have. See, that's, no. that's probably a much smarter way of tackling <laughs> those kinds of tasks. I, yeah. I don't know. I seem to be incapable of focusing on one room at a time. Or I'll try to. Uh, but then you get we'll, mad come at across me. <laughs> something, we'll come across something that was a dumping zone, as we call it. Oh, like uh, yeah. the corner of the counter or whatever. And I'll be like, oh, I'm going to take this pile of things and put it, put each of these things where they belong. And then somewhere along the way of putting those things away, instead of coming back to the room that I started on, I start doing mm-hmm. something in one of those other rooms. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm like, yeah. I know, I, just... I know there's a better way. I'm just not doing it. <laughs> Yeah, and see, I've done that in the past, too. That's why I started making, a, like, smaller lists. I'm like, okay, today I'm going to do the floors. So I'm going to sweep all the floors and mop all the floors and vacuum all the floors. So then I just do the floors. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, otherwise I do that. I'll, I'll go, okay, uh, this needs to be tidied up. And then I'll go, you know, because I'll go in the room and I'll start doing one thing. And then I'll see something else that needs to be done. And then I'll do that. And, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, you end up just, like, moving around and doing hardly anything because mm-hmm. you keep bouncing from task to task right. instead of sticking to it. And I'll, I tried that where it's, like, today we're just going to sweep, mop, and, like, take out the trash. That's all we're going to do. But before mm-hmm. I can do any of that, yeah. I have to pick up all of the floors. And right now I can't bend over. So Ronan has to pick up mm-hmm. all the floors. <laughs> 
And um, his attention span is even worse than mine. So it literally takes us almost all day to do those three things. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Got so much done today. Woo. <laughs> you need to gamify it. There yeah, I've tried. It works for um, <laughs> maybe an hour. And if we're not completely done uh -huh. by then, then too bad because that's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to move to a question. In these past three weeks or so that we haven't really talked, what is a lesson God has taught you or you have learned from God? Well, I think I kind of touched on mine already um, with that dream, um, with the dream that I had about Molly. Okay, what's the lesson you learned from that, though? To pay more attention, be more mindful about the things that are in my care, the things that depend on me. Um, like, I don't feel like I was taking good enough care. And just to be more mindful and pay more attention and trust that if I do these things, that it will work out. If I pay attention. So that dream felt like a sign from him to pay attention. And now we are on the right track because of it. Because he sent, because I'm paying attention. Because we're taking steps and taking action based on that. So how are you going to carry Good that forward? Um, just like, are you able, are you going to be able to apply that to other situations? I hope so. In what way? Um, I mean, there's other things that are in our care that we could be doing better, like keeping up on household tasks and um, like I could finish that project I've got over there. So are you saying the lesson that you've learned from that is open your eyes, mm -hmm. pay attention, get off your butt? Something like that, yeah. I mean, that, that's I think, my way of putting it. I'm, right, and I think I struggle a lot with executive dysfunction where there's so many things that require your attention that it becomes so overwhelming to make a decision that you just don't about anything. Like, there are so many things that you need to make a decision about, and it's too much, so you just don't. And, I don't know, it's just something that needs to be overcome. The word that I'm getting is focus. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. From listening to that, I'm getting focus. Mm-hmm. Cut out the distractions, cut out everything else that's blinding you and making you deaf to everything and focus on this, on the, on the situation at hand. <clears throat> yep. Okay. I like it. You got anything, Miss Stacy? I do. I have been journaling my prayers more 
and it's actually showing me, you know, what I'm actually thinking about a little bit, which is beneficial. Um, and God's been using that, I think, to focus me a little bit more um, on making my prayer life a little bit I don't want to say that my prayer life is superficial, but it's it's deepening it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. And I, I, I tried to start my prayer journal back in, like, August of last year. And I, I really, just because life got crazy, didn't, didn't feel more than one two three four pages last year and in january i started and hit it a couple of times but in the last few days i've actually been been doing more so nice yeah so with that you're deepening your communication with god yeah yeah that's always awesome yeah yeah, and I don't know. I'm I'm also seeing more results. So or at least recognizing results of prayer, you know, answers yeah. to prayer. <clears throat> sorry. I keep like Cuz I, I think <laughs> You're okay. Uh I think uh sometimes when when we you know, sit down and we just say our prayers verbally. We don't always revisit what we prayed for or even think about it again. And when you write it down, I, I at least with me, I have a tendency sometimes when after I'm done praying and, and writing down my prayers, I have a tendency to go back and look at some of my earlier prayers. I'm like, oh, that was answered. That was answered. That was answered. That was answered. Because some of the stuff that I wrote down and in December had to do with moving and, you know, things along the lines of, you know, the things that we were going through. And I'm like, well, that was answered. That was answered. That was answered, you know, and it also shows my, the attitudes in my prayers when I'm, when I'm being thankful, when I'm um, asking for more things, that kind of thing. So. Yeah. That's really cool to kind of have that record to go back and look on, reflect on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because honestly, when you're when you're praying and you're you're just doing it verbally, you don't have anything to to mirror what what's been answered, how how your prayer attitude has been, you know, mm-hmm. and and a lot of a lot of the psalms are you know David crying out to to God for different things and we see kind of his prayer. I mean, I know a lot of those were in songs, but we see a record of that. Whereas a lot of, a lot of Christians today just don't record their prayers. They just say a quick prayer before bed or before a meal. And they, they, that's that. Mm -hmm. So. Which I know something I've been trying to do lately 
myself is get more in-depth prayer, I guess, and not just feeling like I'm repeating the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Because I feel like mm-hmm. as Christians, we do get to a point where we're just saying the same thing over and over again. It's like, you know what? No, I need to, mm-hmm. I need, I need to get more in-depth yeah. with it. I'm, I'm talking to my be- probably one of my best friends, my, my father is who I'm talking to. It's like you should be able to confide in your yeah. father anything that's going on. Yeah. And I know I pray every morning over my family. But it's mm-hmm. like I, I need to get to the point where I could talk to him more mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. just things. Right. And I know <clears throat> yeah. every morning, like, I've been trying to, you know, start the day with an attitude of gratitude type of thing. So I'll start the day with, like, morning thankfulness prayers or, like, praises. Um, mm-hmm. And it's kind of like my list is a, a bit repetitive because I'm – I'm still thankful for the same things every day. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. and then like at the end when I'm said thanking him for all of the blessings in my life, um, then I'll go into like requests and stuff. But it's, in- it, it's interesting to me, your prayer journal. Um, Cause then I, I kind of thinking about like the things that I've been talking to him about in the mornings that that would be good to revisit that um what has he grant like what has he listened to and granted and or what has that he not listened to and was the right answer right or like yeah so like what things have i asked for that nothing has happened there and am i asking the wrong things is there a reason that he's not answering them is there is this a season of waiting like I don't know. Remember, sometimes the silence can be the answer. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But usually, like, I'm I'm talking to him while I'm getting ready for work or whatever, so I don't really have the time to mm-hmm. sit down and write it down. And I'm yeah. not yeah. a morning person, so getting up earlier to do yeah. that doesn't really feel like an option. <laughs> Yeah, and see, I'm not a morning person either, and I tried to do a, a prayer journal in the past in the morning, and it, it's really hard for me, and I tried to do my devotions in the morning, and I've, I've done that, but I actually feel like I connect with God better, like right before bed, mm-hmm. so I've been trying to make time earlier in the evening, so it's not like literally five minutes before bed, so I can actually dedicate five, ten minutes to just sit in in God's presence and pray and write down my prayers as I'm praying it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard to make that time because sometimes we're busy and we're I'm running around and I'm trying to get stuff done around the house and, you know, doing Bible study and coming back and everything. Yeah. Making and that- I mean, of course, I... Sorry. But yeah. Like and of course I pray through effort though. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to make the extra effort because of course I'm praying during the day too. And I'm not writing down all of my prayers, but I'm trying to just be more mindful. And then when I'm, when I'm praying and when I'm journaling my prayers and um, it, it's helped me definitely. And I, I feel like I'm, I, I feel like it's more intimate, but 
yeah, it's something I actually have to sit, sit aside time for so that I can actually accomplish it. It's not easy. Yes. No. All right. Well, I like both of yours a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> going to mine. This past January, I've kind of had like a, kind of two revelations, I'm going to say, from God. One of them, I'll start off with, I listen to a podcast called the Secrets to Success podcast. Then that's by a group of guys, um, four of them. Uh, one of them is Jamal King. Shawna, you know who that is. He's yeah. the one that kind of got me into looking into real estate and got his course and all that free from him and all that good stuff. But uh, E.T., the hip-hop preacher, or Dr. Eric Thomas, he also has his own Hello. ministry and all that. He's a motivational speaker. Hey. And, and they were talking at one point about, why'd you point at me? Stacy, can you hear us? Nope. Oh. We're going to try to get Stacy back or she'll call us back. She said hello a couple of times. Oh, I thought she was saying, yeah, yeah. No. That's what I was hearing. Hello. And then you point at me. It's like, is, is, is something going on? Yes. Is something wrong? Is there a person coming in the house? No, there was something wrong. They're going to meet my it. fist. You know, I got one fist to iron, the other steel. If my round don't get them, my left one will. <laughs> we 16 times what I get. Okay, I'm going to call her back. Okay. Just seeing if she sent any messages on Discord. But... I'm going to hit call and we'll see what happens. Calling Stacy Links. Ring, ring. Hello. It's almost my bedtime. <laughs> yeah, pretty Your much. call has been forwarded to an automated <laughs> voice messaging system. Maybe she was trying to call. That could be. We'll give it a few seconds. Man, I wanted this to be an easy edit tonight so I could get it out earlier. Here she is. There we go. Hello. Hello. That was wild. It just dropped out. Yeah. It was, well, it was kind of funny because he could just kept talking. <clears throat> like You said hello a couple of times, and I was like, wait, wait. He, she can't hear you. <laughs> I thought you were like agreeing with what I was saying, like yeah, yeah. And then, and then I saw Shauna's finger. I'm like, what's wrong? What's going on? Like she can't hear you. Yeah. Well, I couldn't hear you at all. I was oh. like completely dead. That was weird. That, is that was weird. wild because my headset, my headset was still connected to the phone and everything. Because as soon as the call dropped, I heard the sound. I was like, oh, that's wild. I, yeah, I couldn't hear you at all. Bizarro. Wow. I don't know what happened there. So what's the last thing you heard? <laughs> All I heard was, well, mine is, and you said oh. you start, you oh. listened to a podcast, and then that's all I heard. <laughs> all right. Okay, okay. We'll restart. So I've got two. The first one I kind of got from the Secrets to Success podcast with Dr. Eric Thomas, a.k.a. the Hip Hop Preacher. He's a like the number one motivational speaker in the world. And I've been listening to this podcast for years now. It's probably the only one I've actually stuck with. And I've gotten okay. a, I've gotten a lot of stuff from it. But lately it feels like when I've come home, I'm just so doggone tired that I don't want to get up and do anything. When I'm at home, it's like I'm not present, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And they're sitting there talking yeah. one time, and E.T. goes, when I refer to E.T., I'm talking about Dr. Eric Thomas, E.T. goes, you, 
you guys need to be more present in your lives. Be more present in the moment. Get things done. Don't just sit around. Be present. So it's like, okay, I'm getting yelled at here by, he doesn't even know he's yelling at me, but it's, uh, the power of the Holy Spirit is telling me, Jake, mm-hmm. don't let you you're, you defeat yourself. Don't let you defeat yourself when you get home. Don't let your, hey, you've been up all day, you're tired, keep you from working on your son's room or doing all these other projects that need done. You know, you mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you can overcome your tiredness and get this stuff done. Do it. It's like, it's not that mm-hmm. I'm being lazy. It's just I was letting, I, I was being defeated by myself, by mm-hmm. my own thoughts and what was going on. It's like, no, be in the present, be more here. I don't, I don't know how better to say it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like you're there, but you're not there and you need to be there. Right. Yeah. And I've been working on that a lot since I heard that. That's only been like a week and a half, two weeks, I think. I've made good progress on Ronan's room lately, so. Yeah, you're done wiring it now, right? No, I need to put in one Mostly. more light switch. Mostly done. One light switch because I was short a light switch. And then we'll get it wired, the closet framed in, and I got to run wires to the other rooms upstairs before you put in drywall yeah before i put in drywall. so what comes first drywall or floor uh drywall okay i mean you can go flooring if you don't want to put trim work but mm-hmm. i'd rather get drywall up paint the drywall and then put flooring in okay okay so then my second one will be like um it's gonna be like i'm, I'm gonna take it back a little bit a couple a year or two back <clears throat> so you remember Shawnee the yeah well I'm not saying people remember you <laughs> I'm saying Shawnee do you remember <laughs> do you remember comma um, or do you remember Shawnee comma I don't know how to write that huh? but <laughs> do you remember Shawnee do you remember there. Yeah, Shawnee reword Shawnee do you remember um, do remember remember <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when we were hunting in a deer blind? What was that a year or two ago when it was shortly after our freezer failed on us? That was last year. Was that last year? We lost all that all that meat. We kind of, for those people that don't know, we kind of try to do a little bit of more subsistence style stuff. Have been doing more and more of it. So us hunting our own meat during deer season and stuff is one of our biggest ways of supplying our own food. You know, it's natural, it's God's food, it's, it's in the Bible that we're allowed to eat deer. So that's kind of the route we've been going. Um, but we lost five of them when our deep freeze went out. And we're out there hunting, and, well, it was just, we are both praying, I'm pretty sure. I know I, will. I was praying heavily. Yeah, but we on, were being quiet, because yeah, we don't want to scare the deer. Yes, being very quiet. <laughs> and I know I told this story at the beginning of season one with Dalton, but it's um, we're praying heavily about getting deer. I think you got yours the day before, mm-hmm. <clears throat> right? Yeah, it's before we had the blind. Yep, you got yours the day before. Then I'm sitting in there, and we're just praying that we get God. Please give us another deer. Please help us with this. We lost all this. Please help provide for us. And that's when the deer walked out. What four hundred yards out? Three hundred fifty, four hundred yards out. Ish. It was three fifty ish. <clears throat> And they're coming walking out and turn broadside. My first time shooting with this rifle hunting wise. 
I shot, I missed. They took off running, and I'm in the back of my head. I'm, <clears throat> I was sitting there thinking, no, I messed this up. And then they, all the deer stopped, and there was like, what, six or eight of them out there? It was five or six. <laughs> five or six, whatever. And they all stopped, and all of them turned broadside again, which just does not happen. Mm-hmm. And then they stood still. Yep. And I shot again, and I got one. And it's like, holy cow, you know, thank you, God, for providing for us, for freaking out. I'm walking out to go get the deer. Shawnee's walking to go get the truck, which after doing some measurements, you had to walk about a kilometer away, a thousand yards away. Okay. And uh, probably a little more than a thousand yards. But I'm out there going to get this deer, start dragging it back. And I I'm, I'm was super thankful, you know, God's answered our prayers. And then here come all the deer out again, right in front of me, not another 350, 400 yards out. And I fired first shot and dropped one. And of course, they all ran. You know, I'm, I'm super thankful. Holy cow, walked out to go grab that one. Started dragging them back. And it's to the point now where it's illegal to shoot because it's dark. But what was nuts to me is all the deer huh. come walking back out again. And it's like, God, thank you. I can't take any more, though. Legally. <laughs> Legally. I can't do it. <laughs> Sorry. I can't do it. So I was like, hey. Yeah. So, so that was like probably one of my first big experiences with a recognized prayer answered. And it was a provision mm-hmm. that we desperately mm-hmm. needed. And then yeah. like when I first told that story with Dalton on the podcast, it, it didn't record, right? Like you could see us talking, but it didn't record anything. And that whole time I was telling that story, I was like shaking and like tearing up and stuff. Cause it, it impacted me so much what God had done. And that was like my first mm-hmm. time one of my first times really realizing how powerful he was and how much he cared for us. Cause that would have been what shortly after we first started going to abundant life. Mm, it had been a few months. Yeah. So it's like, Less I was, ar- yeah, I was already learning it, but then all of a sudden it's like, it's hitting me. Well then this past mm-hmm. January, <clears throat> we're, <clears throat> wow, excuse me. Can't get my throat clear. <clears throat> I'm gonna have to edit that out. So this past January, um, I'm out hunting and I'm sitting here thinking, "Oh, this is gonna be easy." You know, first couple, the first day out there, I had Ronan with me. Was it the first day I had him with me? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, we saw all these deer, but they just came out a little bit late, so I couldn't really get a good beat on them. And went out again, and there all these deer, all these bucks and stuff come out. Well, I can't shoot bucks in January. It's not allowed. you got to get an antlerless one. So it could be a buck without antlers, or it could be doe. And we'll mainly go for doe in January. But kept happening where they were just coming out too late, and this is going all January. And it's like this whole time, I'm sitting there trying to do it on my own pretty much for the most part. It's like, okay, it's like I know I've got this set up. I've got the blind up. It's in a good spot. I've got all my gear. I'm doing the scent killer stuff, doing everything right in my head to be successful on these hunts. Then I kept praying, you know, God, hey, please let me be successful. Please let me be successful. And it's it wasn't happening. So I'm struggling out there. I'm like, what's going on? What am I doing wrong? I was mad at myself. I was talking to Shawnee on the phone multiple times. She could tell I was really PO'd at myself. Like, it's it's this is all my fault. I don't know what's going on. And then I what I went and I learned some stuff from people at work, and I got two deer, barely, barely got them relying on myself. I about 
about lost those two and I, I this is i've shot at deer before this and i missed every single time didn't hit anything it's like i something told me that i need to talk to people at work to figure out what i was doing wrong so i got some answers there <clears throat> but then i'm sitting there uh what this is the last week of hunting and I'm like, I need at least one, maybe two more deer, depending on how big this last one is, to get enough meat for us to hopefully last the year. And I'm saying, hey, God, um, I've been doing this on my own, trying to do this on my own, really, without you. I've been realizing, just kind of having a conversation with him, getting getting mm -hmm. deep. And I'm like, I know you've given me the skills. You've given me the knowledge. And it feels like I've been trying to do this without you. Can you please just give me the chance? Give me the opportunity. And that night, what, what, 30 minutes before dark, they come walking out. I had the opportunity, but I didn't listen to my skill set, listen to my knowledge like I should have, where I should have calmed myself down. I should have got yardage on the deer. I should have figured out that yardage so I could set my scope up so I knew I would hit my target. Instead, I mm -hmm. let the excitement get the better of me, and I missed my opportunity that was given. And even though I was mad about that, it was shortly after I think I got off the phone with Shawnee because she heard me mad about it, and I was like, I'm mad I missed the opportunity God gave me. Mm -hmm. I, was, I, was, I was so mad at myself for that, but then I realized... Not only was I given the opportunity to take those two deer that came out, I was then given the opportunity to learn from my mistakes. Mm -hmm. So I took that knowledge. Molly. Apparently our dog is like barking or something. No, she's licking her elbow. Oh, okay. So I took the, I learned from that mistake. I, I used that opportunity to learn from what I, I could have done better. And then I had another talk with God. I'm like, you know what? Um, even though I missed, thank you. I just I learned a lot from that opportunity that I missed. But I got the, I learned from it. So the next time I went out, I prayed the same thing again. What, what blew my mind about that as well is I prayed for the opportunity. And he mm -hmm. gave me that opportunity. It was a direct answer. Like, mm -hmm. so that, that was blowing my mind the whole time up until his next hunt. I'm like, you know, God, I'm, I feel like I'm asking a lot, but I'm going to pray it again that, you know, I pray for the opportunity. I, I'm going to use the skills and use the knowledge you gave me from all these years of my hunting military training and from the lessons that you just taught me. And I'm going to be successful in the opportunity if you present it to me and you, and if you are willing for me to be successful. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and then I added on a little, little cheeky add on <clears throat> to the prayer. I'm like, you know, and it, it would be kind of cool if they came out maybe this time an hour and a half before dark instead of 20 minutes. Cause the whole, the whole month, <laughs> the whole month they've been walking out 20 minutes before dark. And it's so hard to get the sneak up on them and try to get a good shot on and make it legal. So it's like, mm -hmm. if I can't get that legal shot, I'm not going to have a good shot. And if I can't get a good shot, it's not going to be legal. So it's like, you know what? If you can mm -hmm. have them come out like an hour and a half early, that would be awesome. And what was <laughs> nuts, right after I got done talking to him, it was like maybe 15 minutes. Here come two deer walking out. And at this time, dark, like shooting hours ends at, what was it? It was 
ending at like what 640 or something like that and they walked out at about 515 <laughs> 510 515 so it was, uh-huh. a, it was about an hour and a half before the end of shooting hours uh-huh. and then i'm like okay okay take what you just learned jake i got my my <laughs> um distance i can't remember the name of it right now <laughs> My, the deal I use to tell distance, range finder. range finder. Wow, how hard is that to say? Use my range finder, got my range, went to my app, the Hornady app, and got my windage and my elevation that I needed, depending on where the wind was, what our sea level height is. All Got all that in, adjusted my scope, set up, fired, and I thought I hit it, and it, it was the big one. It was the big one out of the whole group. I'm like, heck, yeah, nice big doe. Fired. Thought I hit it. It took off about 10 feet. Stopped. Fired again. Got it right there. And I only hit it once, I found out. Only hit it once. So the first one was probably just a scare. I think I hit the tree right behind it. Because mm. it jumped. It, like, jolted like it got hit. But I think it just got scared. But it stopped and let me get that second one. While all the other deer that were with it continued running. For some reason, it stopped. And it's like instantly I saw it go down. I knew it was done. It wasn't suffering. That was it. <laughs> if there were any other deer in the area, I scared them off. Not with just that gunshot by yelling, thank you, God, over and over again. And I instantly started like praising and thanking him right there. Because to me, that was a, mm-hmm. another direct answer to my prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it was yeah. every time that you would call me and you were so mad and like, why am I missing? Why? Like, just like, why, why, why? Like, so mad what am I doing wrong? What, it, what was it that I always told you to do? I don't know. <laughs> you weren't listening? I was probably in my anger. Mm. I told you to pray. I'm like, have you talked to God about it? Well, I did. Listen to your wife. Come on. So the moral of the story is listen to what your wife says. Um, (laughs) No, so what did I learn from these experiences is, well, first off, I was mind blown that I had straight up direct answers to prayers. But I learned that as... A peop- I, I don't know, as Christians, we tend to pray like we're praying to a genie, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like we're making a wish that is mm-hmm. just going to come true just because we pray it. Yeah. And it's magic. I, yeah. yeah. I kind of realized that, no, that's not how God works. I realized yeah. that, you know, he gives you the tools you need. He gives you the skills, mm-hmm. gives you the knowledge, gives you the ability to get the skills or the knowledge if you don't have it. And then it's up to you. It's up to you to capitalize on the opportunity that he gives. Right. And that's where our will yeah. comes in, our free will. Yeah, it's like, do you choose to do to do a, to follow through? Do you choose to do it your way or do you choose to do it Yahweh's? <laughs> I always yeah. wanted to say that. <laughs> um, and it's yeah, it, it, like I got to think and I saw a TikTok today. It's like, uh, did God just give Moses a boat? Mm-hmm. No, he gave him the materials. 
gave him the knowledge on how to build the boat. Not Moses. Noah. Noah. Sorry. Noah. I was like, where are we going yeah. with this? <laughs> I was thinking of two different kinds yeah. of old dudes. He gave Noah the tools, <laughs> gave Noah the knowledge, gave him the materials, right. and Noah had to trust in God. Yes. And had to had to mm-hmm. trust in the circumstances, and that even though it took 120 years to build that darn boat, that what God said was going to happen was going to happen. Mm-hmm. He yeah, had, he had a he had a trust in the opportunities that was given to him to build that boat and follow through. Yeah, and the same thing with Moses, <laughs> part in the Red Sea. <laughs> if if Moses mm-hmm. would have done what, use the tools that God gave him, use the abilities, and you know, use your faith. He never would have parted that sea. God gave him the opportunity. He's like, hey, come up to the sea. I know I'm like kind of not really slandering it, but given the real gist of the situation, but come up to the mm-hmm. sea and part, basically part the ocean, part part the Red Sea or whatever the heck it was and cross this bridge. You will mm-hmm. get to the other side. Just do what I tell you to and use what I've given you. Wouldn't it have been easier yeah. if he'd given him a boat? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just going back to your Moses mm. Noah thing. Uh oh. <laughs> huh. Yeah. But it's I, I just realize that you can't pray to God like he's a genie. Can he answer your prayer no. instantly? Yes he can. But he's mm-hmm. not he might not do it in the way you think. Yeah. And I'm gonna start taking this that whole learning experience into my life to where I'm not just praying, hey, God, can you do this for me? Like, hey, God, mm-hmm. can, can you help me get there? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> can you? Yeah. It, it might take a while, but you might, you're going to, can you help me gain the knowledge, gain the ability to do so? And when you help, when I s- kind of see the, t- the opportunity for it, that I can capitalize on it and be successful at it with your help, but not you just yeah. doing it for me. Mhm. Mhm. It was kind of my thing. Yeah, that's 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 something that's really hard to learn that um God answers God answers prayers and God provides things for us but it's not always direct like like what you said with the praying for the first deer and then you know they literally did things that deers don't normally do and you guys were able to get get what you needed um and god provided more than enough and you didn't take the extra because that wouldn't have been right but um but then there are times where god's like okay I'm going to provide this thing that you've asked me for, but you're going to have to do the work to actually get it. Exactly. And you have to be in the right place. Um, I don't want to say just spiritually. You you have to be in the right... Um, I'm looking for a specific word. Uh faith mindset well yeah you have to be open to uh his voice so Receptive. you have to be open to the holy spirit you have to be yeah you have to be sensitive to it you have to be ready and you have to be listening because otherwise you're going to miss that still small voice 
and you might miss the connection for that prayer to be answered because you didn't do your part of it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, that's why they say it's sometimes a it is. A, yeah. Sometimes it is a direct answer. God will just, you'll say, God, I don't know how all this is going to happen. I don't, I don't know how you're going to do it. I really need this thing, whether it's finances or a place to live or food or, whatever it is, a ride to work, a tank of gas, whatever it is. And then somehow miraculously he'll provide for it. Then there are other times where you say, God, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And whatever it is that you need, God's like, okay, well ask this person and they'll provide it for you. And sometimes we're prideful and we're like, well, God should just provide this for me. I shouldn't, you know, I, I feel guilty asking this person, but if you're listening to God, God's like, I, this person is how I'm going to provide this thing for you. Ask them or do this thing, you know, or do it this way. I mean, and there time and time again in the Bible, there are examples of different ways God tells people to do stuff and provides Sometimes it's directly and sometimes it's indirectly through somebody else. Sometimes God says something to somebody and then they provide something for somebody not knowing that, you know, what they're at, why the significance of what they're doing. So it's, yeah, it's one of those things where you've got to be open to it. And if, if you're so distracted by, uh, the situation that you're in, you can totally miss it. I mean, with our move to Omaha, I was like, I don't know how we're going to get all this done. I don't know how we're going to move. I knew Chris was going to be like working in Omaha and like, we're going to try to move by the end of December. I don't know how we're going to do that. You know, the whole thing was completely crazy. And I was just praying. I'm like, okay, God, you provided the job, you're going to provide the answers, I'm going to do the work, but you're going to have to guide me because I have no idea what to do. And I started looking at rentals, and I'm like, okay. And every time I looked at something that was going to be in the right price range and provide what we needed, they were either like rented already, people weren't responding, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And I'm like, what are we supposed to do? And God said, look at purchasing a house. And I, I at the time, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to look at it, but I don't think this is going to be even in the cards. And then I started looking at it, and I'm like, well, well, these prices are actually better than rentals. Okay. Maybe this is the path we're supposed to go and just kept praying and kept, you know, following the steps and God led us to the right house for the right price and in the right neighborhood. We we're in a a neighborhood that's quiet, like being here all day when I'm working, I don't hear cars like speeding up and down the street like we did in Grand Island. You know, it's it's nice and quiet. It's, you know, it's a good neighborhood. Nice. So, right place, right time, only 10 minutes from the church, because 
you know, Maha, you can be a lot further away from everything than that. <laughs> yeah. So, <clears throat> now, only, only 20 minutes from Chris's job, and what I was praying for was for something in this price range for for our rent, rental payment about this distance from the church, about that distance from his job. God provided everything and helped us get everything moved. And yeah, and I didn't see how any of it was going to happen. But a lot of it came through um, connections that we made. Uh, having friends that helped us uh, move stuff, helped us load the truck, helped, you know, rode up here with us, helped us unload stuff. I mean, it wasn't something that Chris and I could do completely on our own, but it wasn't all provided like directly like a genie or Santa Claus or, you know, like this magic, <laughs> yeah. this magical, you know, handout. We had to do our part and we had to be sensitive to the way we were supposed to do it. And that was tough. It was tough and it was stressful. Even even while trusting God to provide, it was definitely stressful. Yeah. And there was so much stuff to remember and so much stuff to do. Um so yeah, I'm I'm right with you. I I was learning those same lessons, but that was <laughs> mostly in, in December, not January. Well, ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> um I found it interesting. This is going to be, to me, this is corny because I always find it corny when people say this. But when you were talking about, you know, well, what were you supposed to do? You don't know where to go or whatnot from there. What popped into my mm -hmm. head was th these words. It was just, trust me, have faith in me. Mm -hmm. While you were talking, that's kind of what I heard. In my head. I didn't mm -hmm. hear it audibly, but that's what I heard. So to me, that's corny as heck. Because I hear preachers and stuff <laughs> saying, well, I got this word. It's like, no, there's sometimes like, I don't know why tonight mm -hmm. I've gotten a word twice. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't know what it is, but I've been praying lately that I can, I felt like I haven't been on fire like I was for a while. Mm -hmm. And I've been mm -hmm. praying mm -hmm. that I can be on fire again. And mm -hmm. I, I think I'm starting to get there again, and I'm hoping it continues. Yeah. But I literally, yeah. when you were talking, I, 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 the words came to my head of, trust me, have faith in me. Yeah. And I'm not saying trust me as Jacob. Right. No, this was, mm -hmm. this was something right. else. It, it, it kind of reminded me of the time my sister and I got in a wreck and I thought she died or was out thrown out of the car. I didn't know where anybody was. And I got told your sister's in the back seat, get her out. The car is catching on fire. And then I turned around and saw my sister upside down in the back seat. And somehow I broke the doors mm -hmm. off the car and got her out. Yeah. It's the same voice that told me to answer a darn phone when I didn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we 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 uh had uh a special night of worship on last Friday at Emmanuel. They called it they called it a seek night. And uh there 
uh, Steve brought a message and it was about, he mostly spoke about speaking in tongues, which is one of those things that, you know, people get all it's a controversial crazy topic. about. Yeah. 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 But he talked about that. Um, and one of the things that he talked about was not just speaking in tongues, but he, he brought at the end of the message, he said, you know, basically, uh, be open to God using you, be open to the spiritual gifts. And he had us break into prayer groups and said, if you want more of this, if you want more uh, of him, you want more of the of the spiritual gifts, you want God to use you more, he said, ask for it. So we, we broke into groups and basically my prayer was just more, more of you, Lord, less of me. Um, because that's, that's what I want. But as that happens, you do get more words. I mean, because like, I don't know, it's, that's been Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're at what Tuesday now, yep. just a few days. And I, I already feel like, yeah, more, you know, um, just sensitivity to his movements and things that people need. And, um, I had, I won't, I, I don't know the situation, but I had last night, I had just a heaviness on my heart for, for some friends. And, and I was just like, I need to be praying right now. So I prayed like for an hour and a half. And then I'm like, I hope you're okay. I'm praying for you. I don't know what the situation is that God put you on my heart. And I got a message back like, yes, prayers are needed, but I don't, I still don't know the situation and it's, it's fine. I don't need to know the situation, but, um, that's something that if, if I wasn't seeking, I wasn't in the the spirit of, you know, trying to be more in tune with God, I probably would have missed it, you know, because it's so easy to just get busy and start doing stuff and, you know, and not, not be there. So it's good. If that's what you're asking for and that's what you're getting, that's good. That's, that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. So... Well, I feel like we can keep talking for a while, but it is getting to be almost nine o'clock. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I still need to make supper. <clears throat> yeah, we're gonna make oh, Joe's. Yeah. So I, I there's things I want to touch on next time for sure. That like especially yeah. a dream I had that keeps popping into my head over and over and over again about a direction I feel like I'm supposed to go at some point, but I don't know how to get there yet. But, you know, just got to trust in him. Have faith. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. All right. Well, anyone got anything in closing to say for this so far hour and about 42-minute podcast? Why don't you close us out with a prayer, Jake? Well, I'll close us out with a prayer. I'm just saying anyone got any closing yeah. statements? No. Um, okay. <laughs> let's let's see. I guess be open to God's movements because we've been talking about that a lot. Just be open to Him, and you'll. 
I think you'll see it more if you're open to him. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything, Shawnee? You're good. Okay. All right. Well, I'll do my best to say a prayer. Uh, we'll see how this goes. Um, Lord God, Yahweh, Adonai, um, I, I, I've experienced you a lot lately as Jaira. We have many names for you, but you are the one God. And I thank you for everything you have done in our past, present, what you're going to do in our future. I pray we continue to choose you and we allow you to take our hands to guide us and lead us where we are supposed to go. I pray we are able to listen to you more and accept what you say and accept what you're trying to tell us. And we choose to go down your path. And then whoever's listening to the seeds are planted if they're not already sprouted. And that if they need help or have questions, that they ask and find it. And that they also, um, there's a word I'm looking for. Can't find it. You know what I mean, where they, they uh, confide in you. There we go. Where they will confide in you and listen to the direction and the help that you're giving them. Love you, Lord. Thank you for this podcast. And I pray we keep going the direction you want us to go. Not the direction that maybe us as humans thought we were needing to go. And we choose to listen to that. I love you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening and watching. This is awesome being back. And I am sorry for the random three-week, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Hiatus. Three-week hiatus that we had. This will be coming out on Sunday. I don't know if we're going to have a regular recording schedule right now, but I'm going to try to get everything out on Sundays. And I have some things in works that I feel like I need to do. Um, And one of that is possibly interviewing people, I guess, Christians to find out about their lives. Because this podcast was originally made to show everybody real Christians Mm -hmm. and how we are. Right. And how that we're not just those that you see on TV and movies. So I'm going to try to get back to that. I feel like I was told to stop being trying to be other podcasts and do what this one's supposed to do. Okay. We'll see what's up. All right. Love you guys. Uh, thank you for watching and listening. We're on the YouTube, all the different podcast things, whatever they are, Audible, uh, Spotify? Podbean, Podbean, Spotify, mm-hmm. YouTube. Uh, I'm pretty sure I said YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Love you guys. We'll talk to you later. We're out. Bye. Bye. Bye.